0: Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now, let's get on with the program. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Here we are. Creativity threads life with your boy, Mr. Benja. Here to talk to you about how creativity threads through life, through all parts of our existence. And it's what I've been doing all my
1: life. So, hey, let's talk about creativity in all the ways. Today, listen, Cat Williams, comedian extraordinaire, OG in the comedy game. He's out here dropping some fire. Dropping some fire on these internet streets, showing up on Shannon Sharp's podcast, Shay Shay. And it's just been wild. I don't know what this is leading to. I don't know what this is all about. But this whole situation, and we'll get into some of the little bits, I suppose, as we go along. But some of this reminded me of Of things that I've seen before just in the creative realm in the creative landscape in in my time just going about things now to be sure I've actually done stand-up comedy before for about two years I played around with being on stages just uh, doing some hosting being funny and being a a proctor and host certain little events i i thought it was just a fun little pastime to do got me a chance to practice standing on stage talking to people public speaking etc on top of that i actually spent three years doing stand-up comedy just you know in the amateur in an amateur setting i would do i was doing open mics i was doing Uh, events as i said and it was legitimate stand-up comedy and i really like the art form in fact i think stand-up comedy is the purest art form out there it is literally you with your expression in the audience and the art is being created adjusted digested in real time there's there aren't too many arts like that and in fact If your art isn't doing well in the stand-up comedy world, you get instant feedback right then. And that's one of the key things I think that differs from maybe a live audio performance where even if no one's listening or no one's watching, it still kind of can exist on its own. Stand-up comedy has a different relationship with the audience where it, it naturally changes and is affected by the audience, by current events, by things happening right there, right then and there. In fact, there's a lot of interaction with the audience as things are said, things are brought up. The audience may not like a certain vibe. The The style may need to change depending on the room you're in, uh, what just happened that morning. It's a very interesting interesting art form. I suppose music, singing or something, live dance may be a, a close second, but even in those, there's there's no prerequisite to touching an emotion on, on whether you like it or not. Like you may really like a performance by a musician, but you don't have to have that guttural reaction that you do with stand-up comedy, which is laughter. So it gets into an interesting space. And I say that's just to say that I really respect the art form and what it does, the people that it brings to it the the way that it goes, so it's been it's been a while since I've done stand-up comedy, but I still feel a lot of what Cat Williams was saying here, and he brings up a lot of points. I'm not going to go in depth and try to break down, dissect everything he said, his life, Kevin Hart's life, and all that. That's that's gossip talk, and I don't really get into that. I am here for the discussion of creativity, and one thing that happens in creative circles. And anybody who's catching me from threads knows this. Your creativity will be copied, or people will attempt to make facsimiles of your content. People will try to take what is yours and put it out as their own. Some may be more justified than others. Some is straight-up theft. Some is homage. Some is just inspiration. Some may be intentional, others not. But there's a whole thing with copying. And I want to bring up the fact that Cat Williams started talking about this thing called, that I call, joke repeating. So I was at, I was at the 3DO company around the years uh, 2000 to 2003-ish. And I was just getting my foothold in the game industry, starting to develop ideas, starting to develop my craft. and. I was just getting around to knowing people. And one of the weird things that happened is there was this there's a guy that always followed us around. And I won't give him a name here. Let's call him Jack. There's a guy, Jack. They used to hang with us and follow us around. And not everybody liked Jack. I didn't understand why, but not everybody liked Jack. So one day, I remember Jack said something loud. He was like, Hey, everybody, what do you think about this? And started laughing, just ha ha ha. And my friend Chris, Chris Ferreira, shout out to you. He turned around and said, damn it, fucking joke repeaters. (laughs) And I I chuckled. I was like, what? Like joke repeaters. Like that guy just heard a joke, turned around and repeated it. He's a joke repeater. Like you can't be a joke repeater and i was like holy crap somebody has a name for this where it's just somebody who takes a joke and repeats it and it was just like it's just a scummy thing to kind of do you take credit for someone's laugh their ingenuity their little bit of of clout credit or fame or whatever you want to call it and they just run with it like it's theirs and they a joke repeater you get the point
0: and so after, after that episode with Chris, I started watching out for joke repeaters. I started watching Jack, too. Jack was continually repeating jokes, and this was one of the most unfunny
1: people I knew of. So maybe, maybe you know Jack thought that was the way that jokes were supposed to go. You just hear something and repeat it. I never had an inkling of copying anybody's stuff like that. It just didn't cross my mind at the time. Like I was thinking to myself, why would people do that? Why would people take your creativity and try to recreate it like that? Not even recreate it, just repurpose it and put it out there as their own. It, doesn't, that, doesn't that take away from the whole point of creativity? I'm not even thinking about art and developing a brand or anything at this time. I'm just like, yeah, I like to create, so I create and put stuff out there. Why would anybody take and just run with it? I knew it happened. And I knew I should watch out for it, but it just didn't register in my head. So I started watching out for this thing called joke repeating, and I saw it pop up in a lot of places. I saw it pop up in a lot of different ways, and I saw it happen to me a lot too, because I was a, I'm a humorous dude. So I'd walk around and I'd say something, "Hey, you ever noticed this?" ha. People start laughing and they go about their business. Like an hour later, two days later, you hear somebody hey you ever hear about this (laughs) and you're like i said that i said that and they didn't but in this internet age this is what we have to deal with this is what we have to contend with creativity being copied restructured twisted reformatted put out there in all kinds of ways even the machines are doing it with ai So at some point, you got to get up and call it out. And this is where you have to get into the dirt and the weeds. And you have to just start being... I don't even have a word for it. I was about to say asshole, but that's not it. You just have to start protecting your creativity from all the joke repeaters. So. This whole thing gets you into a, any creative who's been creating at any high enough level will start to understand what I'm talking about. It's not something to be bitter over, and I don't know if Cat Williams is bitter. He's always kind of told the truth like this. But as a creative, like if you're a true creative, you've got something special that other people just don't have. The ability to really create something original and unique, which are two slightly different things, but creating something original and creating something unique. When you've got a situation where you're creative, at some point you're going to come to a, a crossroads where you could spend more time being creative. And you could spend more time pushing out your creativity into the world. And the person that spends their time pushing their creativity out into the world is not going to be as creatively strong, usually, this is just a generalization, as the person who spent all their time crafting whatever it is they create. You've got some person in a lab somewhere, in a dungeon somewhere, in a library somewhere, banging away at something while you're out there spending your time trying to spread that message. And then there's a little battling contention going on because what happens is somehow, some way, magically speaking, your creation starts to enter other people's consciousness. And once it starts to enter other people's consciousness, whether intentional or not, you'll start seeing your creativity in the wild. And this goes back to all types of creatives. Who copied from who? And you'll see competitions over the fame and the limelight where there's usually a famous guy and then somebody a little less less popular, but more adept, more skilled at that creativity. And this is a hard place to deal with because it puts you in the mode of fighting two battles, one fighting to stay number one in the minds of the people and two fighting to stay number one in your creative endeavor. And it's very difficult. And the people who can do both end up going to the stratosphere because they're out there with the message and nobody can question whether they are at the top of their game. Like, was there a better dancer than Michael Jordan? Michael Jackson? Yeah, sure. But was there a better dancer than Michael Jackson that was also doing everything he was doing? And it's a very small number of people who were anywhere close to what he was doing in terms of getting out there in front of the people. And in terms of doing the work. So that's, you know, that's one of those stratospheric things. Michael Jordan, same thing. There's probably, there's a couple of people out there who could have taken him out in his prime, but, you know, they were probably off in some some basketball court somewhere on some park no one knows about. And even though they might have been better, they couldn't rock at Michael Jordan's level. Same thing with Mike Tyson, uh, you know. And let's let's talk about the split, um, where you have the two, right? The one who's a little more famous and the one who's a little more creative. You have Tesla and Edison. People usually count Tesla as the smarter individual, but Edison was the one who was more famous. What's another example? I don't even know right now. But it definitely goes, oh, um, you know, in the, in the comedians, in the comedian world, there, there are people that are, you know, really slap, knee-slapping funny, but aren't as popular. You may even apply this to Cat Williams and say Kevin Hart, where Kevin Hart spent much of his time getting out there as opposed to making the craft stronger. Kevin Hart's got a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of different things going on. He simply doesn't have the time to work on his craft as much as somebody who's not in the limelight as much, who's not in the spotlight as much. So now you have to make a decision. If you're Cat Williams, do you spend more time out of the spotlight and working on your craft? Or do you take the Kevin Hart route and spend more time in the public eye, making sure the public sees you and doing things that way. There's no right or wrong to that. But either way, you work on your craft, and you will expect to and you should expect to feel this, this tension. Because either way, either way, what's going to happen is this thing called joke repeating. When you're more popular, people will take your jokes. When you're more quality, people will take your jokes. If you're a painter and you've got an interesting style, people will try to take it. They see what works and they'll use it to their advantage. And then at some point, the gossip problem comes into play. Where people just start talking. And I'm really not a fan of gossip. I would much rather just go about and do my things. I know a lot of creatives can kind of feel me on that one. Much rather go about your business, just trying to build your craft and build your enterprise. And then someone's out there talking. And this is the problem with people copying. When something gets copied, you start to wonder, hey, wait a minute, where'd that come from? I saw this style somewhere else. It's like, yeah, it's all me. It's like, yeah, is it really all you? Where'd it come from? Let me... Tell me more. And then the gossip starts. Who started this project? Who was the person who actually did the work versus who was the person who just talked about it? Who was the person who laid the foundation versus the person who told somebody there was a foundation? There is value in both. But let me be clear. I highly value the actual creator much more. And I think the creative should get more credit than they usually do. Usually it's the marketer, the loud person, the one with the fan base or the ear of the people. Usually that's the person that gets ahead to a certain extent. As I said, if, you, if your creativity and ability is so far out there that you just blow everybody else away, sometimes you have no choice but to become that guy, that person. Sometimes you have no choice but to be on top if you're that good. But that's not always going to be the case presented to us. So for most of us, we have to bother with Joker Peters. And once Joker Peters come into play, then gossip starts to come into play because people start to wonder, hey, wait a minute, how did this guy get here? Didn't you say that joke first? Or who wrote this joke? Or who put out this painting first? Or who started this graphical style? And this is in every this is in every creative field. From people who developed race cars. You know, you have the whole Ford versus Ferrari thing. Then you have other situations such as Hot Wheels versus Matchbox. Later on, you've got McDonald's versus Burger King, Del Taco versus Taco Bell mcdonald's versus mcdowell's for all of you who know about that it's a weird creative game but here's the thing when someone repeats a joke you have an option call them out make sure important people know let it be known you started that you can get to a point where you're petty and nobody wants to deal with you because they just think you're going to shame them or speak ill of them. That's happened to me before. But at some level, you've got to have the integrity to stop what you're doing and deal with the nonsense. It's a horrible, horrible process a lot of times. You're in the middle of creating something and you have to stop and address nonsense. And here's the thing. Even if people aren't doing it intentionally. You'll see somebody come up and say, oh yeah, I was just sitting around and I thought of this song one day and boom, boom, bop, bop. It went like this and it was great. And people are like, hey, Shakira, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Shakira? You got to call it out sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, I came with this. I came with this crazy musical style and nobody's ever heard of it before and it's going to be awesome. It's like, um... I'm sorry, uh what are you talking about again? That was that was a style of of rap in Florida. That what, what are you what are you talking about? How did you just find that? Columbusing. That was the word I was trying to think of earlier. People go around columbusing, acting like they discovered something and putting it out as their own. This is a problem. And sometimes you have to go to war for it. Example. I was at a what should I call it? I was in a meeting with a group of creatives and we were all working on things. And it got—it was one of those creative meetings where we were trying to decide what we should do, where we should go next. And what ended up happening is while all these ideas were getting thrown around and people were arguing, I noticed a shift in the room where it stopped becoming about the idea and it started becoming about I'm going to run this my way and I'm going to beat your idea. And you started seeing camps form within the meeting where it's like, we're going with this and we don't like those guys. And the other group was like, we don't, we're going with this and we don't like those guys. Now I'm over here with my notepad actually thinking about the creativity of the situation and thinking, you know what we could do is something completely different, right? So I'm over here with my notebook trying to trying to think of ways to get out of this problem while they're spending their energy fighting each other. This was this was young you know this was young me not understanding how these political and social games are played. So in the meeting there're two camps fighting. Much of the room is just kind of looking around hearing the different cases of the two different sides. Some people are disinterested and I don't know who else was doing this, but I was over in my own little world trying to figure out an actual solution that would work for us. Because once, you're, once you stop with two options, then you're starting, to, you're starting to stagnate a little bit. or You're either getting towards a really good answer or you're starting to stagnate a bit. And I thought we were stagnating. I was like, no, there, there are really more options. There are better options at play here. These aren't the best two options. It's just what this discussion has turned into. It's turned into a nonsense battle between egos. Two egoing parties. So what I was doing, writing stuff down, figuring out, sketching out ideas. And what I decided is that, you know what? I really do have a good idea. Let me see if I can slow this meeting down a little bit and put out my idea. So in the meeting, I kind of, interjected myself at, at an opportune point and said, you know what? Hey, think about this. If we've got these two options, there's also something else we can consider. We should do X, Y, and Z. It'd be able to bring about, you know, we should do A, B, and C. It should bring about X, Y, and Z. It'll be awesome. And people were kind of like, okay, we'll take that into consideration. But what I really want to focus in on is, and they just kept with their arguing. If you ever know a situation like this, it's really hard to stop people's trains of thought when they're in a tense, high-energy argumentative statement. So I wasn't part of either camp. So what I didn't realize at the time was that my argument wasn't going to go anywhere because I wasn't one of those camps and I just threw an idea out and they were like, okay, and kept about their business. I was like, huh? All right. So while I went back to my notes and started trying to figure out how to present my idea a little better and and stronger, one of the people from those camps, from the two warring camps in the meeting room said, Hey, you know, it'd be really cool. Is if we did A, B, and C, and we got result X, Y, and Z, that would take that would take this to a really awesome level, and it's, it's pretty much what we're already saying. And but we can do it this way, and that way, and A, B, C, X, Y, Z. It'll be awesome. And people looked around at this person, and they were kind of like, "Hey, you know what? That's a really good idea. I'm glad you're part of our camp. What do you think of this?" And one camp decided to use. This guy's repeat of what I said as ammunition. This guy was a joke repeater, except it wasn't funny. He was taking my content, what I said exactly, put it out there as part of the ammunition for this one camp, and it totally blew the other guys away. They were like, yeah, yeah, okay, right, right, that does work. And the other camp started to back down. They were like, that really was a good idea. And I'm sitting over there thinking, okay, I may... I may not have been
0: assertive enough or may have been too assertive. I may not have been going out to to have beers with these guys as much so they didn't know my position.
1: I might not have said it
0: in their particular lingo. I'm thinking about all these things, but I'm like, no, no, no. This dude just took what I said pretty much verbatim, aligned with the camp, and when
1: he repeated it, people took it. I learned from that. I said, okay. He was aligned with the camp and was able to get the message across. I had no camp and couldn't get my message out. And I'm watching the meeting, and I'm starting to see the whole thing congeal. And I had to stop it for a second. I was like, yeah, 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 but I just said that. And everybody was like, oh, okay. And I was like, no, 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 stop the meeting. I just said that. And this is when I turned into asshole mode, right? Asshole mode just doop, turned on. I was like, no, 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 I just said that. That was my idea. That's what I proposed. That's the same thing I said. I just said that. And it didn't even matter whether it was good or not. Right now, I was just fighting for credit and making sure that, you know, nobody came with some punk move like this again. And this this is the going to war part because now the entire camp that accepted that idea had to stop and
0: recognize that, oh, maybe I didn't hear it or they had to come up with some story in their head to justify what they did, the guy who took my idea, he was like, "Oh well, I guess I didn't hear that," And he just kind of faded
1: away. And what ended up happening, I really wasn't aligned with that camp, even though they got my idea and they took it and ran with it. I kept saying that was my idea. I got put on another part of the project. They acknowledged it was mine, reluctantly, begrudgingly, but I got moved to a different part of the project after that. I was like, this is my thing. I came up with it. I have an idea for it. They were like, we don't care. We're playing a social game. You were playing a creative game. You go work on something else. And I kind of nodded and was like, huh, this is how it goes. Now, this took place over the span of a few, a few weeks, I'd say. It didn't happen just like right away. Like they didn't just come out of the meeting and, it's, and say, excuse me, uh, Benjamin, you're going to go sit over there now. It didn't happen like right away, but you could see the ramifications of it because we were making big moves in this game. And I won't name the company I was working for at the time or the project, but it was just like that where I actually shook people to the core because I wouldn't let my idea get stolen and I had to go to war. And I don't like going to war. This is, this is the term I call it, going to war, when you've got to start playing on social fronts. You've got to start playing on mental fronts. The physical landscape that you've built, the realities that you've constructed, where you have to start defending your territory and going to war to make sure that whatever other idea was out there that was on some bullshit has to get put down. It has to happen once in a while. And that's what Cat Williams did. Now, he's always been a truth speaker, his own truth. But when he put it out there this time, the world noticed. He took that shot. Now, what happens now is going to be interesting. I'm not sure whether it's going to be good for him. It's going to be bad for him. I don't know. It's totally unclear. But this is not a bad thing. Yes, going to war will cost resources. Yes, go, and I'm talking about a creative ideological war. We are not talking about war, which is completely different subjects. But I like the war analogy, so we're going with it. You'll find war in a lot of creative arenas. And there's a bit of healthy competition to it. Kanye West versus Drake. Back in the day, there was LL Cool J versus Cool Modi. Joe Rogan versus Carlos Mencia. We know who won that one. And it's a strange thing. People like to see a battle. People like to see the whole platform get raised. They like to see drama. A.K.A. dramatic tension leading to a result. Usually someone not making it. Tesla versus Edison, as we said before. East Coast rap versus West Coast rap. Marvel versus DC. We can go on and on. There's always these creative battles. And you know what? I think it's good. I think it's healthy. I think it gets creatives like the down in the dirt creatives. I think it gets them out of their funk and causes them to rise up and craft a message or be left behind. And I think for the loud outspoken ones, the marketing minded creatives, I think it forces them to actually look at what they're creating and wonder, you know what? I'm out here being creative, but do I have the creative chops to go against real quality? I know I have creativity in talking to people. But does my creative extend strongly enough to a product where it stands on its own and is the decided choice? Coke versus Pepsi. Everybody said Pepsi tastes better. Probably because it wasn't as spicy and was more sugary. Nevertheless, Coke beat them out. Good marketing. Some secret formula everybody talked about. Great distribution. They whipped them. They're still whipping them. Nintendo versus Sega. You know, that was one of the, that was one of the classic ones. PlayStation versus Microsoft. PlayStation versus the Xbox, if you will. I think that one worked out for everybody. We got much more quality products out of it. But you have to be willing to go to war in these situations as a creative. And as I said, I'm not here to get into Cat Williams gossip. I'm just here to talk about the creative angle. But you can tell that he is one of those creatives that is more about getting in, doing the work, practicing the craft, than he is marketing and selling, which is where I'll put Kevin Hart. No shade to Kevin Hart. I'm not taking sides in this or anything like that. I'm just saying. Another thing that this story has brought up is being truthful. Now, there's a lot of truth in creativity. The creative sees something in their minds, in their souls. They have a certain feeling, certain way of, Understanding life, and they express it as truthfully as they can. This truth, their truth, may upset a lot of people. And if it's really good, it probably will upset people. Because you have to make a delineation between what you're saying in your head and what reality is actually confronting you with. What's really going on in your life, in the other people's lives, in your audience's life? in your opponent's lives. What are you developing that is going to move the world and change things? As a creative, you really have to ask yourself this, and you'll start getting into this space of having to confront old ways of thinking, or New ways of thinking that aren't fully fleshed out, that just don't hold up. You're going to have to confront things. And this is the confrontation of a creative. It is not for the faint of heart. And it's not just for the loud. You actually have to have the credentials. You have to actually have gone to boot camp. Put yourself through training. To where no matter what happens, my creativity is going to shine strongest. Can your creativity do that? Can whatever you're creatively building stand on its own and weather the storm? At the end of the war, you're like, yeah, yeah, I lost this, I lost that. But we're coming out stronger because of it. Or will you have been broken and come out weaker? If you haven't had any, kind, any fight like this, you haven't been around long enough or you haven't been to enough places that really matter. Or you've just decided to try not to fight and at some point, the fight will come to you. I was hosting an art show at one time. Doing a very good job at it. And the people who owned the, the complex had said, you know what? This guy's putting on an art show. It seems to be getting a lot, of, a lot of acclaim. People are starting to talk about the art show that's coming up. And it was a video game-based art show, right? Someone had, had one of their friends, and they're like, hey, my friend is very awesome. He's got all, this, he's got all these people behind him. He's got these paintings. He's very cool. He's going to be bringing some paintings by. And I was like, hey, listen, we made an agreement. I'm running the art show. I need to have a say in this guy's art. They're like, okay, that's fine. And this guy started promoting his art already, unbeknownst to me. When it came time to see this person's art, it was all based around Star Wars. And I'm thinking, this is a video game art show. What does Star Wars have to do with this? And why would you present this to me? And the person kind of shrugged their shoulders, like, hey, listen, I don't know. You're you're doing an art show and he has art. I figured it'd be a good fit. And I'm looking at this person like, you know, good and well. And they just, and people will throw these problems in your face or at your feet and just be like, you deal with it. So now I've got this person with a reasonable following, a reasonable amount of clout behind him, bringing me Star Wars art. And I'm thinking, oh, God. How do I integrate Star Wars art into this, into this show? First thing, a lot of people started to tell me, well, they have Star Wars video games. I'm like, yeah, yeah. A, a big picture of Star Wars characters or locations or vehicles or whatever, none of that has anything to do on face value with video games. This is a video game art show. That's all it's about. You're messing up the vibe. And the person didn't take what I said very well. And I wasn't being mean. I was just like, hey, man, uh, you can maybe display your art somewhere else. We'll work on getting it. As I said, it was an entire building. I said, hey, listen, we'll, we'll put it up somewhere else. Make sure people go out and check it. Um, we'll make sure it gets a lot of play, but it's not going to this gallery show. Uh, it just doesn't fit. I even said it much nicer than that. That didn't go over well with the person, but they didn't tell me because a lot of people, when they go to war with the true creative product, they will not go to war directly. They will start going behind your back. They'll start playing the gossip game. They'll start playing the social game. And people who can't win face to face will oftentimes take the social route. They'll take the backstabbing route. They'll take the. They'll take the more sniveling route. To me, if your creativity is strong enough, it should be able to stand on its own and do its own thing. And you shouldn't need to go around talking to people, about people, trying to garner favor that has nothing to do or undermines the actual art that's trying to be created. My art at that moment was that well-curated video game show. It had nothing to do with Star Wars, and nothing to do with, quite honestly, the reason why the person created the art. So, weeks passed, I mean, the show wasn't happening for a couple weeks, but time passed, and I started hearing rumblings, like, well, yeah, I heard your art show's not going to be that good, and, you know, this other artist is... Got really good art, but he's not going to be in the show because it doesn't it doesn't show off good art and he's not going to be. And it's like, wait, what? And all these stories were coming out. And I'm like just hearing it from random people. So this is me learning that even without you, a story is going to get told. There's some stupid narrative out there that's happening. So I'm like, there is a narrative going on and it's on some BS. How did this happen? I let it happen. That's what happened. So now, it's like a person's inviting you to go to war with them. Where people just aren't content with going about and doing their thing. They feel they have to feel they have to throw stones at the giant to get a reaction. They feel they have to go in and take a few coins from the dragon. Just to get a reaction out of that person they can't just leave well enough alone nevertheless it continues so what i had to do of course was make the show bigger and better and brighter and i even put that person in a good light so i was like hey make sure you go check out this other person's art they're here as well So even before that person's narrative could get around, I cut them off at the pass. I was like, hey, listen, we're going to have our photographer come up and see you and take pictures of what you have got, your art. Our photographer is going to do that. So we had a professional photographer, two of them, in fact, at our show taking pictures of all this video game art. And we still took the time out to go take pictures of this non-video game art that was trying to socially muscle its way into the show. I didn't think that was cool, the way, the way they went about it. I didn't think that was nice. So I had to take the bigger road. And ultimately, you know, people remember what, what we did with that art show and there was not much of a downside to it. There wasn't much of a... There wasn't, there wasn't much dirt on it i'll put it that way and when it it went over very well this doesn't always happen when you go to war sometimes if somebody comes to steal the coins from the dragon villages get burned hideaways get get melted castles get destroyed not this time thank goodness but that's happened in the past and this is what creators have to be ready for ready to go to war What's up, Romadome from Instagram? What's up, Nerdy Beads from Instagram? Logan B Acting, always good to see you around. Thanks for stopping through. Shout out to everybody on Facebook too. And don't worry, these are all going to be on the podcast stream later. So you'll be able to watch them at your will. But yeah, it's an interesting thing that creatives have to go through when you're when you're being dragged into these. These discussions and these arguments. And for a long time it was very confusing to me, like what it actually meant. And people will get mad at you, mad at you, for calling them out. You can't you can't just you can't just have an idea and not let me take it. I can take any idea I want. It's mine to take. Like, um, all right, dude. That's what you think. Now, let me be clear. You know, I'm not saying that there isn't such thing as inspiration, homage, putting your own spin on something, whatever. We can discuss those in other forms. But I'm here to talk about going to war creatively. Sometimes you got to do a Cat Williams, man. Sometimes you got to start bombing on people. Sometimes you got to wreck them. We used to call it wrecking them back in, back in the day. When, when you publicly wreck somebody. And then everybody looks up and knows, yeah, yeah, they got wrecked. Yeah, yeah, that they, they took it to the chin and knees buckled. They couldn't take it. They got wrecked. And sometimes you have to do that. And you have to be ready to do that. Bill Gates versus Steve Jobs. They went at it. And the computing industry is better because of it. I'm glad neither of them got completely wrecked. But sometimes people do get wrecked and you got to be ready for it. You got to be ready for the subterfuge, the attacks, the theft, the blaming. It's funny, I'm still thinking back to that, that meeting from, from, the, from the beginning of the podcast. I'm still thinking back to that time where somebody just said, Hey, I have an idea. And they repeated my idea right in front of me. I was like, Holy crap. What is this? I didn't go to war with that person per se, but I had to outpace them at every step. I had the energy because I had the goods. You got to remember, it takes far more energy to maintain a copy than it is to. Provide from the source. If you've got a water well. And you're always bringing forth fresh water. To serve the people. Somebody can start siphoning off your well. And say hey we've got fresh water. And then it's like okay. you got fresh water. But I've got the well. You may have siphoned off some of it. You may be able to take my water and try to resell it. But if I have the well. I have the ultimate upper hand, usually. Usually you have the upper hand if you know how to use it. So what I'm asking you is to stay deep in your creative well. If you're on threads, this is the age of copy-paste fame. If you're on Instagram, this is the age of reposting memes as if they were your own, getting rid of watermarks and posting as if it were your own. It's crazy out there. So yes, I've had, when I stopped to make the Mr. Benja brand, I actually stopped and did that intentionally
0: because I knew where we were going. I was listening to a lot of marketers. I was listening to a lot of sales and promotions experts. And I had to step away from the
1: creatives and say, listen, creatives i know you're creating a lot of awesome work but there are people out there who are coming with ai they're coming with um you know fiverr they're coming with outsourcing they're coming with cheap
0: labor and they're going to start recreating everything you do at cheaper and more quickly than you do you do not want to get lost in this and i started building up my brand so people
1: would know me as such so no matter what i do now i still have my brand power behind me And in fact, there are people out there who go and run and try to take my name. I've had people take my graphics from my website and create their own website. It's really bizarre. So I didn't intentionally want to come online and start, you know, building out my personal brand. I am the consummate introvert. I don't want to talk to people. Yet here I am. I want to keep my creativity strong, and this is what I do for it. I don't know if that makes any sense. You could always tell me in the comments if it does or does not. In fact, I actually would appreciate you saying something in the comments because I know this is true for me and I can't be the only one. I've got many stories of copying and plagiarism, um, you know, vibe jacking, all of what I've put under the idea of Joke repeating. Because that still happens today. Like whenever I tell a joke and I realize it's funny and I've made five people laugh, then I get like a a sinking, not a sinking feeling, but I get this weird feeling in my chest like, okay, that was really funny. That was really funny. And I just created it out of nowhere. I think back to my references. I'm like, where did I get that from? Who did I learn that from? Do I need to give credit to somebody else? I really think through these things. And I'm like, okay, this is my idea. I'm going with it. I'm telling everybody. Because if I don't tell everybody, somebody else will. If I don't stand there at the forefront and say, this is me, I did this. Somebody else is going to say that it was them and they did that. It's going to get real hard here in the future with the amount of copying going on, as I said. We're in a copy-paste lifestyle and you got to go to war to protect it. To protect your future, to protect your creativity, to protect your output, whatever you create. You got to protect it. Legally is fine. Socially is extremely important. Sometimes you have to go to war. Is what Cat Williams did, classy Probably not. War is not classy. Is that his truth? It very well is. Now people are pulling up receipts. You've got Ice Cube coming and talking about it. You've got Ricky Smiley coming and talking about it. You've got, what's his name, Kevin Hart saying stuff. And why are fireworks going off this many days after the the first? Interesting. But everybody's talking about this Cat Williams thing now. And this has been going on for years, where things start building up. And at some point, when things build up enough, you've got to make the, you've got to make the call. You've got to pull the trigger. You've got to light the fuse and say, you know what? I'm about to blow something up. i got to say something. Whatever that is in your situation, you may have been letting those little things slide and you call them little things, and you think they're going to go away. When little things are said in your your, uh, earshot, when little things are said that you can hear and pick up on, you know they're being said louder when you're not around or out of earshot. Those rumblings mean something. And you've got to take your creative prowess and shine that light. Go into your creative well and say, I am the source for this water. I am the source. If you're not the source, build one. If you don't have a creative bone in your body, start building something. Maybe your creativity is not necessarily in building the thing itself, but maybe your creativity is in promoting. If you're the best promoter around, I don't know, be like a Don King. Say, yeah, nobody promotes like me. I don't actually create the boxers, but I make the boxers happen. Make that your creativity. I'm not knocking all the marketers, sales and promotions people, but I'm saying you've got your own art. If somebody does in fact create something and you borrow from it, say, hey, I got the inspiration from this, from that. I learned about painting arrows and lines from the old graffiti artist. I learned my collaging from when I saw old Shepard Fairey works. And A lot of people don't like Shepard Fairey because they say he plagiarizes, whatever. That's an argument you can have, but he's made the art his own and it's intentional. He's gotten caught up in some stuff, so can't fully back every single thing, but you get what I'm saying. You got to do you. Whatever your creative power is, as I said, as I always say, whatever your art is, whatever your expression is, whatever that true thing is that comes out of you. Maybe you don't create good jokes, but you know good jokes when you hear them. If that's the case, you have the power to bring people up and say, hey, listen, this person had a great joke. This person's funny. Everybody should listen to me because I know who's funny. They'll come to you when they want to find somebody funny. They'll come to you. It may not seem like it in this weird internet age where everybody just copies and removes credit. And. You know, you've got Instagram beam pages where they're built off of copying other people's content. I mean, that is what they do. I was just in a webinar where they're saying, yeah, don't make content, copy other people's content, don't give them credit, and try to blackmail them into paying for credit. It's wild out there. A lot of you are saying, hey, that's just smart. That's just good business. Might be good business. Might also be some bullshit. So, yeah, creatives, listen, this is Creativity Threads Life, and I'm always talking about how creativity threads through all parts of life. I am going to try to keep this at about an hour
0: unless we get really good, get really juicy with the whole thing. So I'm going to start posting these up to my website at creativitythreadslife.com. You'll be able to see
1: all the episodes there. It should be up if you go there now. Still working out all the kinks. Um, Love having you all, seeing you. As I said, I'm going to be posting these most every night that i feel like it no set schedule usually aim for the afternoon sometimes i go into the evening a little bit like this one but anyway follow along keep listening up and listen when creativity strikes drop it put it out there protect it and if somebody tries to take your land from you, you go to war with them this is mr benja for creativity threads life peace